Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 402 for April 29th, 2021. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. And I, tonight, am the other one of your hosts, Random Dave. Hello, everyone. Is it just that you're Random Dave tonight or that you're the other host tonight? I am the other host this evening. This evening. Random Dave. Yeah. Yes, this evening. We're going to be classy. We're going to use evening instead of night. Although it's like, what, Mm -hmm. mid-afternoon where you are? Uh, yeah, it's like six o'clock right now. Yeah. 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 I guess yeah. that's like midday. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't we get into, uh, what we did in guns, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary shooting center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And I want to show you one of the pistols they have for sale right now because it Ooh. is funky looking. Check it out. It's the HK USP elite and it is pointy. What, what am I looking at? You're seeing this pistol, right? I'm I'm seeing something. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> I have it's never it's seen horrible. one of these. I, I've I've seen USPs. I don't know if I've seen a USP Elite before. I it is never, uh didn't know that was a thing. It's very interesting. It has a micrometer rear sight recessed into the slide. Ooh, a target ooh. trigger with an adjustable trigger stop. That's on the back of the trigger there. It's a funky looking HK. It's in forty five. So, uh, yeah, I haven't seen one of those before. If you're interested in looking at a funky uh, HK USP, check out the one at Calgary Shooting Center. Yeah, six-inch barrel, too. Hmm, Interesting. Long boy. Six-inch. Boy, that's long. That's a huge, that's like a short rifle. Hmm. I've had AR-15s with barrels that are that much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like one of those big, long revolvers. Anyways, yeah, neat. I thought I'd bring that up because it's, it's very unique. You gonna pick one up after you're done doing your cheap gun? Sell them all and buy an expensive gun? Uh, you know, I've I've got like an uh, allergic reaction to some guns, and uh, just because like the the price to value is just not good, and I'm all about price and and value, mostly price, and uh, <laughs> therefore I think like HK and uh, Sig and that kind of thing just will just never be. Mm. something i look at unless well i can't say that six p320s are, are are fairly reasonably priced for for uh, yeah. a pretty decent pistol yeah um, i like the 320s i don't mind those yeah but uh hk for uh, almost no 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 my my issue with hk and like the sig pistols is i look at them and i'm like a i don't like them and b <laughs> even if i did <laughs> I just I hate. I don't cigs. like the look just, of your face. I don't like. Them. I don't like your tap round hair, Sig. Out of here. Yeah. What is what is that? A, a trigger guard magazine release? Ugh. Yeah, garbage. Um, but I just I like I look at a Sig and I'm like, okay, so a stock two two six. What are they worth? Like, hundred bucks. Thousand dollars. Yeah. 
so from 1980s technology. A thousand dollars. Well, they have other ones. They have like the Sig Legion and that kind of thing. Some some like better ones that have like maybe a single action only trigger or improved in somewhat. But they yeah. cost. They, they're the prices up there. Exactly. So when I look at that and I think I'm spending between twelve and fifteen hundred bucks, I get a shadow for like nine hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. That's a way better pistol. Yeah, you know, maybe not. I wouldn't be carrying one of those. I'd be carrying a Glock or something like that. But I mean, a Glock's like seven hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, why? But like, okay, why? imagine, imagine you had like gobs of money and you needed people to know you had gobs of money. You can't do that. Like, I guess you could get a Gucci Glock, but like, it's not really as classy as like a nice HK as a, as a way to say, you know what? An HK and 45 ACP money is not an object for me. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot nine millimeter. I guess it's, I guess it's cheap. <laughs> and make it very yeah. affordable, isn't it? Nah, I, I shoot a 45 ACP out of an HK. Gold plated. Gold plated. <laughs> hey, I got something it's later for you on that, on oh, that yeah? topic. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I, I like the Warlord guns. Yeah. Anyways, uh, oh. uh, Dave, what have you been up to in guns? Well, um, the only one I've been up to in guns is I got, well, my wife got this actually. Here is a letter from. Hold on, hold on. The background is like, nope, that's all background. I know. Shut up. Shut up. Trying, working. How the hell do I shut this thing off? <laughs> mm, hit the little arrow button and then the choose virtual background and it should be like plain. Yeah, where do I, why do I not have plain? Mm, I don't, none. Top left. <laughs> that's my top. Oh, there we go. I had a bunch. Okay, gone. I got a letter from these fine folks. Yeah. I didn't get one. Aw, pumpkin. Loser. I I it was addressed to my wife and we're not sure. She didn't even know who they were. And this just shows up in the mailbox. He's like, who are these people? So yeah, this is the Canadian Coalition for Gun Control, who, in my humble opinion, have done more damage to Canadian society than pretty much anybody I know of. And they've wasted enormous amount of amounts of money and caused enormous amounts of stress and losses of revenue and assorted things with all their gun bans over the years. So, uh, yeah, they uh, are essentially saying that in the time of COVID, many people are struggling. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but may not see gun control as a priority. We understand completely, but now it is the time we need stronger gun control. With a rise in stress and unemployment and hate speech and groups and many of the factors that increase violence and suicide, we need decisive action. But in spite of our hopes, Bill C-71, which we worked so hard to pass, and that's in bold. They bold a lot of things. It could improve screening for firearms owners to reduce the risk that dangerous people have access to firearms. It could reinstate, and this is beautiful, it could reinstate some of the controls over the sales of rifles and shotguns that have been in place since 1977, but were lost when the conservatives repealed the registration of rifles and shotguns and destroyed the ownership records on 6 million firearms. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. And there's some stuff in here about it's easier to buy a gun than ever before. Uh, more people than ever have bought firearm, have bought handguns, so they're losing their minds for some reason because we're up That's to like true. them. It is true. Yeah. yeah. More people and are it, buying handguns. Yeah. Getting their restricted pals and stuff. Yeah. And it goes to prove that uh, we're good. What's with the fear mongering? There's no problem. Gang members are shooting each other, but that's not us. Uh, instead They're the, law, the coalition for gun control. They're not the coalition for better uh, criminal law. Sense. Yeah, and that's not the that's not the name of the organization. I don't know what you're expecting. 
I don't know, a lot of things in bold. And yeah, it's just basically they are they are really pissed off at Justin Trudeau. Good. You should be. But they're pissed off at him because he hasn't taken all of our guns yet. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're pissed off. So they uh, they said at the end here, the law is so flawed that survivors and families of the Montreal massacre have called it a total betrayal, calling on the prime minister to withdraw or completely revamp it. For once in my life, I am in agreement with Wendy Kukier, who signed the bottom of it, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. So I got this. So that's kind of weird. So, it did come with a postage paid return envelope. So I may just uh, mail them back a skid of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to just, just about to say, I mean, you do have her signature now too. So keep that. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I know where she works until she gets fired for workplace harassment. So, you know, anyway, that was an enormous piss off. On the same day, I received a, a note from the NFA begging for money. So. I thought it was kind of funny that we got both of them on the same day. And Zan pointed out that this is how you divide Canadians. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Two spam Uh, mails you didn't want on the same day. No. Now, that being said, I was a member of the NFA many, many, many years ago. So I at least understand where that came from. But where the... Where the uh, the Wendy and crew letter to my wife came from, I'm not sure. I suspect it was some organization she has donated to, and they've been selling their mailing list and thought that she might be sympathetic to their cause. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what I did. Adriel, what have you done in guns? Uh, let's see. Well, you know, I, got, I wait, wait, wait. I got to turn my uh, my background off so that the people who are watching at home right now can see this thing. But this is a Breda yeah, 92S. And the S is for suck because it's got like a magazine release down here <laughs> and it's got teeny tiny little front sights. Look at that. Look at that little front sight. There's like nothing there. It's just like, like a little, little nub. Bump. Yeah. It's a little bump. It's like the old timey uh, 1911s that have like the yeah. A1 sights on them. It's just like a little yeah. rounded thing. <laughs> They're pretty, it's, it's pretty hard to get a decent you, sight picture with that thing. I was going to say, can you even find it? The rear sight's oh, like yeah. tiny too. Yeah, you can find it. I mean, because of like the open slide on it, uh, it's fairly easy to, to catch that bit there and, and, and see it, but not a lot to look at. Not a lot to look mm-hmm. at, but it is a $400 Beretta. It's true. Cheap. Did you get it out and shoot it? Uh, nope, I'm winning on... Re- oh man, my red certs have been weird. They've been <laughs> weird for like a month and a half, two months. And, Still don't uh, have them. Well, I got a bunch of them in like white printer paper and because uh, they're like called them I'm like yo um, can I have my register it's pretty please it's supposed to be done like months ago and they're like oh yeah um, well so I, I, anyways long story short I had, had them reprinted because they didn't send them I got the <laughs> reprints and then um, I've recently like just today I got a couple two in the middle uh, on the fancy paper the fancy mm. reg cert paper. Uh, I would imagine that their fancy reg cert printer went down and they've just been like making it up as they go along. Whoever calls in and probably, complains. Probably just ended the entire thing. One printer broke. We can't get apart because it's from 1974. And sorry, Canada, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't uh, get the, is, the repair guys unionized and, and he's yeah. uh, at home COVID, COVID. On, on leave or something. Yeah. What I don't get is why they don't just email them out and save a millions of dollars a year in postage and time and effort. Just email, or even better, don't even have them because they're stupid. Just they're already attached to the license. Exactly. They could call in and they'd be like, yo, 
this guy's got a pistol with this serial number on it. Is he supposed to have that? And the other, yeah. animal, the other person would be like, yeah, yeah, he's supposed to have that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Looks like we're all good here. Yeah, he had a license. It was locked up. Can't imagine he was a gangbanger. It would have been real weird. That would be weird. <laughs> Hold on, guys. <laughs> Just a second. Let park, me unlock park it. The, park down the street. I got to unlock everything and load up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like the prices on these things are fantastic. They're like under $400, which is uh, is pretty good. I like that it's a, it's a, a police uh, surplus pistol. I like that because it's uh, it's smooth from... Like keep in mind, think think of what a police would have to do, a uh, police person would have to do every day. Load it up, rack it, drop the hammer, holster. And think of like every day having to do that two times because you gotta rack that round out at the end of the day. So yeah, it's got it's got some nice worn-in feel to it. And uh if I ding it, I don't I won't feel bad whatsoever, which mm. uh I also like. And uh yeah, now. Now I'm ready to test this thing. Now, if you wanted to get one of these um, and you don't really care if a, if it's a Beretta or not, uh, the Gersan Regard uh, is like this, but the trigger is about the same or better. Uh, the sights are better, and it's got the mag release in a not stupid spot. Hmm. So I'd recommend one of those if you wanted to get the Beretta thing, unless you really like the if you really like the cachet of like a Beretta pistol. This is as cheap as as, as they come. Um, yeah, so whenever, whenever I get a printed reg cert or however, which way they're going to try to get that to me, I'll get this guy out and shoot it, compare it against 226, compare it against the CZ 75, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, put some videos out. Yeah. Yeah. I got a video out on the, on SKS accuracy on Thursday last week, working on one on the, uh, Norinco NP 34 and NP 22. And, uh, oh, what else I got? I ordered a bunch of weird stuff. I'm I'm not even gonna say it until it comes in because half of it's coming uh, coming on a slow boat, and uh, I'll have to try it out first. Uh, oh, I went to the range, shot the Maverick. Uh, I can't get um, I can't get 140 grain bullets seated deep enough until before I start getting pressure signs. It's like the chamber's hmm. tight on it. So like 129s, no problem. 140s, it's just it's just a little bit more challenging. So either I have to change bullets, or I need to go with a much lighter load, um, because by the time I get them down with the the case overall length, sorry, cartridge overall length, um, I'm getting pressure signs. So I got to do something about that. That's interesting. Or just shoot 129s, because to be honest, like shooting it out of an 18 and a half inch barrel, it's not long enough for a 140 grain. I, I, sh- I really should be using a 129 or a 120 in that thing rather than such a heavy, long bullet um, in, a, in an 18 and a half inch barrel. Uh, How did it shoot? Fine. I was right around uh, like half an inch to 0.75 at 50 yards, uh, which yeah, is right nice. around one MOA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... I want to shoot longer range, but uh, I need to. I need to get some more bullets. I've got. I, I, I prepped up like a ton of six five brass, and I have some powder that would be good for it. I just need to find some bullets. I went to Cabela's. All they had were some one forty burgers, which I don't know if you've tried reloading with burger bullets. The like the OTMs and that kind of thing, but they usually I need have some here. I can't like. I, I always have problems with overall length with when I run those. They just, hmm. uh, yeah, just just they're different than a lot of standard bullets. So 
I didn't I didn't pick those up and they were expensive. They're like 80, 90 cents a bullet. And I was like, mm, I'm just going to hammer these out. I don't want to get super expensive stuff. So yeah. I have to order some online or, or go somewhere to pick some up. Uh, got my vaccine and then I'm uh, prepping up for maple seed this weekend. Got a double header coming up. First one in the country for 2021 right here. <laughs> I know Kelly's nice. listening and I know she's jealous. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That is good <laughs> enough. Good night, Adriel. Uh, yeah, that's going to be good. And that's like, it for the show. That's how we end it. Jealous. <laughs> uh, a, a bit weird because like we're running a 10 person max, max 10 person max. So uh, with instructors, with participants. So, um, we've got, I got a bunch of IITs that wanted to like come out and help, and I had to like turn a bunch of them away because I, uh, we will max out with, uh, with that many. Mm. We don't want to run like half and half and <laughs> just do like a five person event. So yeah. 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 So we ran with seven. That'll be good. Nice. Uh, let's get on to upcoming events. Upcoming events is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma that carry that the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telosalpha.com. Cornwall PEI opposes C21. Did you put this Ooh, one in? Go Cornwall. I did not. I don't know anything about PEI other than the bridge. And there's like red sand, I think. Potatoes and, uh, and Anne of Green Gables. Yes. That's all Anna I remember from visiting Anna there. Green Gables that the Japanese people love. They do. Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a town. They're voicing opposition towards the federal proposal that would grant municipalities the authority to regulate handguns. Uh, the quote here is, from the town's perspective, we don't want to be in the handgun legislation business. Uh, that responsibility and authority should remain with the federal government and with the RCMP. Um, I've seen uh, most most of the mayors and, and town councils have said this kind of thing uh, that it that it doesn't they don't want it to be in their purview. I haven't had a lot say well just we're never we this isn't something that we want to do because we think it's dumb. No one says that. Everyone just says nope, out of our scope. That's your problem, yeah. not ours. They probably don't want to piss off the government too much because they may need to get money from them one of these days. That's my mm-hmm. thought on that. You probably don't want to bite the hand that feeds you by calling them morons. True. Yeah. 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 Uh, next, we have a response to uh, E2574, which was the uh, uh, petition for, uh, uh, I'll just read it here. Uh, whereas the prime minister's firearms confiscation regime undemocratically imposed without debate during a pandemic. The majority of firearms used in violent crimes are obtained illegally. Uh, Call upon the prime minister to immediately scrap his May 1st order in council. And uh, they did table a response and it's really long. And they probably said, F you, we will do what we want. I imagine that's what it says. In in polite language, yeah, it's probably shut up, you monsters who don't like children or transgendered people. It's just really long. Uh, oh, the RCMP is receiving thirty four million dollars through this. <laughs> wow, how far does that go for you? Thirty four million dollars <laughs> to do some stuff. <laughs> buy everybody coffee that morning. 
<laughs> yeah. Now that signature, that petition had 231,000 signatures, which is ridiculous for an e-petition in Canada. Yep. And meh. Yep. And then the government gets, you know, 75 signatures on pro-gun ban. They're like, look, look what the people want. We have to ban guns. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think it's important to, to, have strong petitions because the yeah. again the advantage is sometime in the future people are going to want to do stuff and we're going to be able to look at it and say like oh look at all these petitions on like all of all the top petitions are these uh, uh, these pro gun uh, people right yep yeah it is important and it's important just so that you know normal people will may see this mm-hmm. and realize that oh you know these people actually you know are people and go vote and they didn't get like you look at the the anti-gun ones they get like a couple thousand like yeah. it's, it's pathetic like yeah. i wouldn't even yeah. yeah yep uh this next one here the kentucky uh ballistics youtube channel blew up his uh 50 bmg did you watch this video <laughs> Oh, I actually <laughs> felt really horrible after I watched it because I've seen guns blow up before. Not one like that, though. Not like, like that. I was holding a grenade. Mm-hmm. That was that, bad. That went off. So he was shooting one of those. Uh, not not to not to like throw him under the bus here, but he was shooting the cheapest fifty BMG you can buy. The one, the Serbu one, where you like screw the cap on the back. Yeah. Um, and he was shooting uh, slap rounds out of it. Um, old slap rounds that may have been tumbled and the powder might have broken down to make them quite a bit hotter than they should have been. Anyways, real hot. It blew up. Um, he got pretty hurt and uh, had to put a thumb in his uh, jugular because his, his jugular was uh, was partitioned. Mm-hmm. So his dad was there with him, luckily. So he survived. Looks like he's going to get his vision back, but he got hit by the cap in the face. It broke his orbital bone. He got a chunk of the receiver through his throat, through his jugular. He's, he's pretty, pretty beat up. Luckily, he was wearing his safety glasses. So anybody who shoots without safety glasses, you're an idiot. Wear your damn safety glasses. Mm-hmm. You can actually yeah. see them go flying off his face when the, when the, the plug hit him. So yeah, nasty. Nasty. Don't don't shoot real old ammo and maybe don't buy those rifles. I I looked at one of those back in the day and read about it. I'm like, no, no. I think I I believe the rifle is fine, but like you asked too much from it. (laughs) Yeah, that was well beyond the the Subaru guys said the pressures instead of what is normally 50 50 50k. Yeah. It was like he said it had to be 80 plus to shear those because the the plug just blew right off the back of the gun. And separated the gun blue chunks off the receiver it's really bad so be mm-hmm. careful <laughs> indeed be careful uh this next one the springfield sports club uh they won a lawsuit with the cfo uh a really interesting one that uh that happened here that was a a, a news item that was forwarded on to us by uh a listener of the show uh trevor and uh <laughs> our favorite guest our favorite guest always yeah. nice when we have him on yeah he sent this in and uh i'll just kind of uh, pull from it the uh the title of it is Pro- provincial officers shooting range restrictions went too far judge rules um and essentially uh, there was a bunch of conditions that uh the cfo attempted to place on the springfield sports club and uh they were able to 
get a bunch of those uh, conditions uh, that were that the CFO tried to attach to its license uh, renewal uh, removed. Uh, the uh, uh, judge agreed that most of them were covered in firearms regulations that the range operator had to follow anyways and uh, and got a whole bunch of them uh, overturned which is uh, which is really good so yeah. uh, and then there were the other thing there were there's a couple things in there where, where they're trying to ban things that are normally legal uh, so uh, yeah like uh, tannerite and even though they don't do tannerite there but they were talking about doing nighttime shooting um, mm. yeah that was uh, that's another possible there the judge noted there's no evidence that it's unsafe. Furthermore, she said another local range at Base Gage Town does offer low light shooting at night. That would be neat. <laughs> and I think that like the the, interesting. the moral of the story is uh, sue the CFO. Yeah. When, the, well, when if- they when they when they start putting shenanigans in and uh, uh, start like attaching conditions and making your life hell for no particular reason just to justify their job, sue them. Use your use your member money uh, instead of building berms and repairing stuff and making the club better for for a year. Sue them and uh, get those conditions removed, and it'll be easier to do business afterwards. Yeah, and given some of the conditions I've attached, seen attached to the licenses at clubs that I've been members of, yeah, a lot of them are just vexatious and stupid. Like they mm-hmm. make no sense whatsoever. Yeah. So, and most most clubs just sort of go, well, you know, don't want to piss the CFO off. They can shut us down if they don't like us and, you know, don't make them mad, do anything they say. And yeah, I like these guys. Screw them. So great. Yeah. Fantastic. So good on you guys. Uh, next, we've got some donations to the CCFR Legal Fund. Uh, we've got the Fort Francis Sportsman Clubs. They donated $1,000. And Mission District Rod and Gun Club, they donated $5,000. Ooh. Nice. Uh, if you'd like to help donate to the CC Fire Legal Challenge, uh, there's a couple of different things you can do to win a Grey Birch Solutions Limited Edition CCFR engraved receiver. Uh, one, make a donation to the CCFR's Legal Challenge through their website. Send us a photo of the donation with, I don't know, take out some like information if you want to. Don't put your credit card on there. I don't think it's on the receipt anyways. Uh, no. Or if you're, in the, uh, if you're in the New Brunswick area, uh, head on over to Armory DC Gunsmith and make a donation there. Does and, Denis uh, know that we're doing this now? Did yes. Ever sort of out? Okay, cool. Thanks, yeah. Denis. He does know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. good. Good, good. And uh, draw date will be May 27th. Uh, and less this week, we had two donations, one from James B. for $100 and one from Lincoln for $50. One of you guys is get, like a couple of you guys are going to get some receivers for real cheap. Some real mm-hmm. fancy receivers. Go donate money. Mm-hmm. And this next one, and we've uh, we've got a bunch of uh, really good submissions, but I know there's a couple other people who want to submit and just haven't yet. But uh, if you'd like to submit to be a part-time or full-time co-host of uh, Slamfire Radio, send your message and bio to slamfireradio at gmail.com or send it to us on Facebook. Deadline for submissions is tomorrow. So... Mm-hmm. As of tomorrow, the submissions stop and the selections begin. And we've got something interesting that we're going to be doing for selections that I think uh, everyone's going to enjoy. Monkey knife fight? Uh, how do you do the monkey knife fight? Do you, is it like a betting thing? Like, do I yeah. bring my, my, my prize monkey with like a uh, switchblade? Or yep. do I, am I the monkey and I have to like knife fight someone? Because I think... We, we tell you it's the monkey, but then it's you. Mm. 
Because I think we're like, what, what's the saying with a knife fight? Like the winner dies on the way to the hospital and the loser dies right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah Pretty okay. much. <laughs> uh, cool. That sounds like fun. Uh, new Gun Stuff. New Gun Stuff is brought to you by Bolt Action Coffee. If you like coffee, head on over to boltactioncoffee.com and use discount code SLAMFIRE to get your hands on some of the best coffee, uh, small batch roasted coffee that you can find. Let's get into new gun stuff. Uh, the first one here is uh, bio ammo. Uh, I saw this on Wolverine's website or on their Facebook group. And uh, I believe it heals the ducks as you shoot them. That's how it works, right? I don't, yeah. Mm, uh, mm, it says yeah, bio no, no, no. on it and it has a picture of the duck. I think it you use the shell to shoot the duck and it heals them. It heals the duck. So then, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Mm, okay. I think, it, I think it's more, it's fully biodegradable and 0% plastic in the cases. How does that even work? Is it made of duck? Oh, magic. That, it's made of duck feathers. Duck slurry. They take the ducks <laughs> and they put them in the blender and they reconstitute them into the shells. That's what it is. That's why it's got a duck on the pic. That's like the same as, as the baby food that has the, the picture of the baby on the outside too, right? Soiling constituted baby. <laughs> Soiling green. 100% Soylent genuine green. orphans. Mm, this is the Soiling green of shotgun shells. Uh, but the, the, the biodegradable part is real interesting. Biodegradable wads and cases with 0% plastic. So I can't imagine the cases are biodegradable, but the wads being biodegradable is real interesting because you never get those back, right? Your shells you can pick know. up. It says, it says biodegradable wads and cases. Where is that? And cases with 0% plastic. I'm not sure. I mean, you want to pick them up anyways because it looks like there's some brass on there, but um, the biodegradable bits sound really nice. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And it's steel shots. The rest of it will just rust. Yep. Neat. (laughs) Just rust away. Uh, What's the next one here? I'm just going to pull up the next two. We've got Rangeview Sports. They've got a special on Nikon optics that uh, is pretty good. It's like Nikon's getting out of uh, rifle optics. So if you want to get a pretty decent optic for pretty cheap, uh, they are looking also very good. I'm sharing the right screen, right? You are. Yeah, okay, good. Porn, porn safe. Yeah, that's on the that's on the side. Yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, so the Nikon, they, they, there's a bunch of different Nikon scopes they have. These are their higher end ones. They also have like some of their M and P series, P series as well. So if you're looking for a uh, an inexpensive scope, that's your option. And uh, the next one is the Treat Especial, the Gersan Regard. Full gold. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, it's Ooh. made of genuine eagles. Look at that grip. Yeah, I think that's oh, that some sort of like weird G10 sexy. thing or going on or laminate, but uh, <laughs> that, is, that is. And if you make it out of solid gold, the Gersan is now worth $940. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I do kind of like those grips, though. That's actually kind of funky. It's like, uh, it's like uh, 60 psychedelic grips. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So if you're like, when earlier when you're saying like yeah the drug drug lord like motif i think i think we got it right yeah. here mm-hmm. that is uh oh, let's see oh that is just terrible. look at that look at that mm. <laughs> it 
it's so gold. You and know what? I would totally buy something like this, dress up like gold member, and then shoot a match. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? It'd be easy enough to get a holster and mag pouches for it. You'd probably scratch the, the the slide in and out of a, a holster, though. For a thousand dollars, I don't care. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not. It's not out of I mean, the it's realm not of possible. Three hundred dollar gun, but <laughs> or a four hundred dollar <laughs> gun that's already worn. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a four hundred dollar. But well, give this one to the cops for a year and then get it back. <laughs> <laughs> or or robbers. Give it to the robbers. They'll really wear it in yeah. for you. By the time you get it back, it'll have a duct tape grip and it'll have the barrel chopped and <laughs> all sorts of other weird stuff I, to it. I always kind of wonder if they do that stuff just to look like stupid or if it's actually like a thing. I, I think know. they're really trying to improve them. And they just don't so, understand how they work. And they just want to make them look cool. Physics. Like stuff out of, out of Call of Duty or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This will make me bad <laughs> on that sawed-off cooey. Oh yeah, sawed-off cooies, always. Oh, those are awesome. Yeah. yeah right. them. Why don't we get on to the main topic? Our main topic tonight: we've got Donna Langman from Wasega Adventure Park in Wasega Beach, Ontario. Hi, Donna, and welcome to Slam Fire Radio. Hey, thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me on here. Glad to be here. Absolutely. It's great to have you. So we're going to talk a little bit about C21, our uh, our lovely gun control slash toy gun control law that the government has proposed that everybody's pretty annoyed about right now. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your business. So I've been playing paintball at your business for far longer than I care to think, but I think 26 years far, something ridiculous <laughs> like that. 27 now. Because <clears throat> 2020 Amazing. didn't happen. Yeah. And so you, you're you're known for the paintball business, and then you got into, which is, I mean, one of the best paintball parks in all of Canada. It's amazing. Great place. The world, Dave. The world. Come on. In, in the world. Well, I, <laughs> yeah, we'll go world. I haven't seen I don't all, know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to that many parks around the world to know, but uh, we've definitely put our heart and soul into it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So what year did you open? We opened in 1992 and um, started... In on a property that we rented, and we were we stayed there, uh, and the and the business really grew quite quickly from then. Uh, it's so funny too because back in that day, when we'd look at the wall and we had like twenty cases on the wall, twenty cases of paintballs, we were like, "Wow, we got so much paint!" Now, if I only had twenty cases of paintballs, I'd be freaking out. Like, I only have twenty cases of paintballs. So um, the business grew pretty pretty rapidly, and. Um, and then we relocated. We were kind of getting crunched out with the city and the, and the rent was like going through the roof. So in um, 2004, we decided if we build it, they will come. So we built a whole huge paintball mecca, relocated onto um, some property that we were able to buy. And um, so, yeah, this is our this is our 29th season. Wow. So, yeah. So I was just talking to the staff today. We were like, okay, our 30th is coming up next year. That's hard to believe. Um, so I was saying, oh, what are we going to do spectacular for our 25th? We created a new field. We did helicopter rides and we, and we gave away free, uh, lots of free stuff. So we're like, what are we going to do this year? We don't know because we have no money because we, <laughs> COVID <laughs> has had us closed quite a bit, unfortunately. 
what's the deal with with COVID? Like, I know that you were open once in a while. Are you open right now? What are you What are you doing? No, so Ontario is in a stay-at-home order right now, and um, so what had happened is we let's go back to last year. We closed March, April, all of May. We opened up the end of May, um, and and then we got shut down for one weekend because someone complained to bylaw, and uh, because we were not listed specifically as paintball on on the list, there they. Um, they shut us down. They said, well, you're not on the list and that's true. So we have to close you down. So uh, fought really hard with the MPs. We got ourselves open and um, we got paintball on the list so that all the paintball fields could open, which was really great. Um, And so we opened for paintball. Then we gradually opened for our airsoft again. And then we opened some of our other activities after that. So we were able to stay open until the end of November. November was amazing. We had lots of people come in November, thankfully, not enough to make up, uh, we, we ended up with only 50% of our attendance uh, last year, which was pretty dismal. And wow. Yeah. So well, actually it was even 60 of 60% less was our attendance. So, um, so now we were open, we were supposed to open the beginning of March and, and we did open somewhere around there. And then, and then we got shut down again from a complaint that we're, cause we're not on the list, even though we'd been on the other list, they created a new list. And for some reason, copy and paste error, we weren't on it. And so they shut us down oh, again and uh, I'm ready to string up that person that keeps complaining, but um, we're not shut down because of our, our lack of COVID practices. They've been, they've been heralded as being very good. Um, and we've done everything that they've asked us to do. And then some, it's just, the technical technicality that we're not on list. So if you would like paintball and airsoft to be happening, you need to contact your MPP and tell them to put us on the list. So we almost made it on the list. Um, a letter was sent by our MPP to Doug Ford's office telling them, Hey, you need to get paintball on the list. Um, and then that it was that very same day that Doug Ford put the stay at home um, effect into effect. So stay at home order in effect. So so that's a long story to say that we are actually closed right now. <laughs> we're not open. And um, we're working very hard to, to make sure that when they do say that we can open, we are just, we're just ready to go. I don't want to be that they say we can open. And then I'm saying, well, I'm not ready to be open. So ramp, ramp back up then. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it stinks because we just hired a bunch of people and we just gotten all of these people back on payroll and we just spent a bunch of money on um, upgrades to our speedball field and uh you know getting stuff in for the pro shop and all of that stuff and then whammo i'm now closed her six weeks probably yeah uh ow yeah well i'm glad you were able to stay open and stay in business and be open 60 Mm -hmm. of 60 percent of last year so that's that's good uh what are you doing for safety like for the for the whole covid thing like what are, so your, we, what are your procedures? Yeah, well, you don't want to hear them all. I'm sure it's an 11-page document, but I will tell you that it is. Uh, it's so easy because the the sport of paintball is already um, it's an extreme sport. So you already have to think of safety first all the time. So when you come to the field, um, 
you know, we're all about, we give you their safety video and we give you a safety briefing and we teach you how to use the equipment. And we, there's a referee that's always with you in the games. And so we're very, very strict about safety anyways. So when it came to COVID, we just had to think about, okay, well then let's think about how, how COVID affects the person, how you could, how it could be transmitted. And then we just very easily um, adapted those things. So right from the start, you could, you don't even have to come into our building because it's an outdoor sport and we're over mm-hmm. 70 acres. You just come up to our window and you, um, and then we register, you register online, you come to the window, we give you your wristband and um, assign you to your table. And then, um, you know, there's no sharing of equipment. There's no contact. Um, you're wearing a mask. So you're, you're in full PE, PPE anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So your eyes are covered, your nose, your mouth are covered. Lots of people wear gloves when you play anyways. So, um, and with the sport, if you know, with, if you're within six feet, um, you're too close anyway. I I like people a hundred feet away from me and just keep them there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's it's safer. (laughs) There's no sharing of equipment. There's no contact and, um, and we're refereed as well. So if people are close then they can say, Hey, you guys, you need to spread out. So really have a one really well two contact points and that's uh the washrooms which is typical and then um the paintball guns run on compressed air so the when you have to fill your air tank we teach you how to do that so that we don't touch your equipment and um Mm -hmm. and then we wipe down the whip after that the air whip after that so that's the only touch point that there that there is and we have our staging area is is very large so when people come in we can assign each person their very own table and um, so everybody's all nicely separated. So it was really quite, it's really quite easy if they would just let us, you know, open. Yeah. Then yeah. Especially since you're outside. Yeah. Outdoors should, should get a pass. It's easy. I agree. And yeah. I tell you, if they open golf, when they open golf, then that's my cue to open because we're safer yeah. than golf. So if they can open golf. Not sharing a cart with anybody. Yeah, exactly. You're not sharing anything with anybody. So, yeah. oh, Don, Donna says, uh, or sorry, Donna, uh, Zan says hello in the chat. <gasps> hello, Zan. And she says it's hard enough to prepare to open only when you have to close and you're outside. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she was very she frustrating. Went, yeah, yeah, I could yeah. imagine, especially when things mm-hmm. like golf are open. Like, give me a break. Yeah, and it's even more frustrating when like other fields and other areas are open because because their jurisdiction, their bylaw, or their OPP or whoever it is that comes to visit them, um, you know, kind of feels the same way. Well, well, yeah, that makes sense. You should be open, so they're left to open. But um, uh, different different areas have different interpretations. So, gotcha. yeah. so is it, is it more that the province has said you can't open or is it the local bylaw? Yeah. Local bylaw. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So local bylaw could just say whatever you're fine and just not bother you essentially. If they chose to find a loophole, they could. Yeah. So gotcha. The last one that came to visit me was the uh, district board of health. Um, and they did an inspection and we had everything that they wanted uh, done. So, but didn't uh, didn't agree that we could open because we, we weren't on the list. So we need to be on the list. So it's like an exclusive club. You're just, sorry, you're not on the list. Nothing I can do. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem is we were on the list and I fought so hard to be on the list 
that it was so frustrating when this list came out again and we, again, we weren't on it, you know? So I was like, come on, copy and paste error. Can you just fix it? I think so. maybe they just stopped just above P. They stopped at N or something. <laughs> Got to complain louder. So, yeah, um, louder. yeah I, I think um, one, one of the one of the things we were curious about is, is just how um, some of the new legislation is, is affecting you guys. Because yeah, COVID COVID's hurting. But how has the uh, how has the new legislation uh, hit you guys? And and what are the, some of the changes that you'll have to enact because of it? Hmm. Okay. So let me tell you, Adriel. So not only is bills. C21 bothered me and I'll tell you how that's affecting us. But just before COVID hit, we had a flood, Mm -hmm. um, which caused a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage to our building. And then COVID hit just like, I don't know, a week or two after that. Um, Then bill C21 came out. I was like, come on. And then (laughs) now we found there's the um, ash borer beetle is infested our forest. So I'm just like, was end times or something this is crazy <laughs> she's got to put some beetle uh anti-beetle stuff in the paintballs and the, it'll take care oh, of itself you're <laughs> so smart <laughs> you are so smart <laughs> um so how does this affect us so uh, so we are we do mostly paintball we also do airsoft um, we do a bunch of other things too. We do axe throwing, we do escape rooms, we do laser tag, we do our true tag, and we do Nerf Wars. Um, so, but our main revenue is through paintball. Um, Airsoft is a small part of our revenue, but they are, you know, quite a quite a strong community, which is great. Um, so it will mostly affect the airsoft because when airsofters play, they they are more the people that you know they like the whole the whole setup, you know. They've got they've got everything, and they pay a lot of money for it too. Um, and the market like, the, so they like to get they like to get tactical. They're wearing the helmets and the body exactly. armor and fancy fatigues yeah. and boots and gloves and hats. And honestly, and- like they show up at nine and you know or eight if we so they'll show up at nine and we may not open till eleven. Like that's that's the airsofters, right? <laughs> they show up early and they take forever to get themselves all ready, and they they look the part. And, um, and so their guns, all of them are, are replicas, right? They are all made to look like real guns. Um, and most of them do not have anything on them that, that would make you think that it wasn't a real gun. You know, like there's some are made with the orange tips, but most of them don't have orange tips. They're just, they just look like a real firearm. So, Mm -hmm. So those ones, and we sell those in our pro shop as well. So uh, as you know, with the bill, if if that goes through, then um, they will be prohibited to be used. They'll be prohibited to make. They'll be prohibited to sell. They'll be uh, prohibited to give away. They'll be, they'll be, you know, you get, they're useless, useless. Basically, you can store mm-hmm. it in your house, right? As long as your neighbor doesn't know you can store it in your house. So <laughs> my understanding is you'll be able to keep them and you'll be able to use them, but not maybe. sell them. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even give one to Adriel. If Adriel's coming to play airsoft with me, I can't hand him it to use it because that would be transferring technically. Yes. And I, honestly, I, I don't even think you can, like they can't, they, they can't, I don't think they can be used. You're not even allowed to lose it with this bill. Hmm. Right. You can't, you can't lose it. You can't destroy it. You, you really basically can't do anything. Um, so, so that, that completely kills the sport unless 
people want to, uh, manufacturers want to make, um, that's the thing that they'll never be able to make a replica, even if they make a replica and it's um, completely see-through, it's still a replica from my understanding. So then that I think Aerosoft would be, would be done. Um, now paintball, there's only, there's only a couple of probably all the pistols, but there's only a couple of the other guns that would be, and it would be, um, there's the one called a Tiberius and then a, a TMC. So mm-hmm. those ones, and lots of people use those because their um, mag fed is kind of becoming more popular. So there's lots of people that have purchased those and they're on the lower end uh, cost wise as well. So those ones like, would be. Do you think any of the ones that look like M16s? Like I, I would think any of the mag feds that look like an AR or an M16. I, I guess it really depends on how the border people want to rule on it because the loss that says something about uh, replicates or with near precision replicates something like that a real gun yes but who's going to make the call on that like the person at the border that's opening the box to look at it and goes that looks like a gun yeah well i would assume that they would make a list of ones um and you're right that that list will it could expand as well because um because that is a it's an ever there's an evergreen clause on this. So I think they can mm-hmm. continually be adding onto the list of ones that they uh, deem as replicas. And I agree who decides, does it have to be an exact replica? It doesn't say that it says or near likeness. So does that mean all of my paintball guns that are, are on my wall are the ones that are, you know, black and look like, um, made to look like a gun you know we have speedball guns which are like i have a pink one on my wall a pink metal one that you know does not look like any kind of you know rifle or anything it's, it looks it looks like a toy gun so i think those ones will be safe but perhaps all of the other ones you know that are black and um made to look more like um yeah. a weapon like I, I think they'd be done. I think I wouldn't. We wouldn't be allowed to use those. Yeah, I can't imagine the the color matters because there's there's been a couple of firearms that that have been banned as variants that color doesn't matter. The likeness matters, and the likeness is like real loosey goosey. They've they've uh, they've prohibited um, some 22s as like variants of AK-47s, and they were like not the same thing. Just the 22 had furniture that made it kind of look like an AK-47. So they said, oh. AK-47 variant. So I think that um, you'll you'll find that the the RCMP is uh, and then and, and by extension the border control is uh, pretty liberal in, in their definition of what a variant is, and they'll ban mm-hmm. as much as as much as they can yeah. mm-hmm. beyond that's beyond what a reasonable person would would uh, assume as a, as a variant. Yeah. Well, a few guns got banned because they had an AR-15 style carry handle on them. Yeah, shotguns, a couple, couple pump shotguns. action shotguns that had like the carry handle on top. It's like, well, carry handle, it's an AR-15. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah so, so we might be in more trouble than we think. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably side, not yeah. with the speedball guns right now anyway, unless somebody starts using those to rob liquor stores or something. Mm-hmm. But how much effect would that have on on your business? I mean, any stock that you have on whatever they decide can't be sold, you'd be stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. Um, well, first of all, I mean, our whole entire fleet, I mean, we have 300, 300 of the FT-12s, whether they would be 
deemed or not. I don't know um, in regards to ones that we're selling. Um, yeah, we have quite a few that um, we'd be stuck with. Yeah, not too many. I think the funny thing is people, when they've heard that these, they may not be able to use these guns. I, you know, I sold, I just sold a <laughs> Tiberius the other day. It was like, you have one of those, you know, I, I want it. So, um, so yeah, so people are buying up some of these things because they're thinking, oh, well, I might not be able to get it one day. So well, I'm buying one. That's right. Dave is one of those people. Yes, I am. <laughs> For the airsoft guns. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I hopefully won't be left with too much and maybe I can order in some orange chips for the airsoft ones and I can sell them down to the States um, before this all happens. Maybe that's something I do, but I do know paint. that what's that? Get the spray, the spray paint. paint? <laughs> yeah. Rattle, rattle can it orange. <laughs> oh yeah. It's orange. Yeah. It's good for the States. It's fine. <laughs> but I do know there is some, um, the airsoft community has really been fighting back and they've started an organization called airsoft in Canada and you can find them on savingairsoft.ca. And they've really been lobbying and getting some MPs and um, behind them to help out. So uh, they, I believe they are making some headway in regards to that. Um, I was hoping for a little bit of an update, um, but things haven't really, nothing that I know of has happened recently. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're so I do believe that they're making some kind of, you know, compromises in in the stage. I think it's in the the stage of committee now where they're making some of those changes. So um, yeah, hopefully they can talk some sense into them and they can understand that we are a much bigger community than what I believe they think we are. And the ridiculousness of this bill, like like I had said, I on my you know, I had a newspaper article done just locally in town here. And uh, my comment to them was the craziness is I can go and get my PAL license and I can, I can go buy a real gun, but I won't be able to buy a toy gun. So that's the kind of the craziness of, of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. And, you know, you're there doing this, the good, I mean, I mean, theory, it's, it's public safety, right? That's how it's always positive. People are using these guns and they're holding up liquor stores and they may get shot by the police and blah, 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 blah. And it's all, it's all posited as being a public safety thing. But in the end, the only people you're affecting are the people who like this as a sport and business owners like yourself that, mm -hmm. you know, run the businesses. There's a, a bunch of businesses around. That's all they do. They just do airsoft. That is the nature of their business. The suppliers, the distributors, I mean, all those people are going to get screwed and then they're stuck with all the inventory and they can't do anything with it. I mean, uh -huh. on, the, on the public safety side of things, I'd, I'd rather be robbed by someone with an airsoft gun than be robbed with someone with a machete, with a $2 yeah. machete from like the dollar store. Because yeah. one of those is a lot more dangerous. In, you know, they could buy an axe. They could buy an axe for me, right? They could, I mean, we do axe throwing and come buy an axe for me and they can go around the corner and do the same thing. But are they going to ban axes? I can't sell axes anymore. So we don't want to go down this road. <laughs> every, like every <laughs> other week, we got some dumb story from Australia or the UK where they're doing something crazy like that. And uh, it's yeah, true. It's, uh, I hope, I hope we don't go down that route anytime soon. No, hopefully yeah. not. 
But maybe, you know, they need to be concentrating more on the social issues that are causing these problems, you know, poverty and addiction, Mm -hmm. um, you know, these mental health issues. They should be dealing with that, I think, rather than focusing on killing, killing a sport where people actually go. um, So this is interesting. So in our we do a for to help in our marketing, we do an environics, I think it's called a study where we take everyone's postal codes. And amazingly enough, they have all this information about us. I put the poster codes in. It tells me how many men, how many women. It tells me what kind of TV shows they like to watch. Like, it's kind of it's kind of weird. But the interesting thing is, based on the people that come to my park, um, they there's a huge variety of people that come from, um, you know, different cultures, different races, races um, men and women, a huge range in ages. So here you have a sport that brings all of these people together in a community. That's something that actually fights against, um, you know, racism and biases and, and works on people's mental health and putting them in a community that's so well-rounded um, that I think the sport is, is combating the fact that people are using these as a weapon, you know, an airsofter would not, they they love the sport so much they they wouldn't go use that to rob somebody yeah. you know what i mean of, co- of course not cost yeah. too much why would you rob someone with a thousand dollar like replica airsoft gun <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and your thousand dollars worth of kit <laughs> yeah and that's that's the issue right it's it's positive it's in theory, if Mark just said Mark Lafran just said we all know it's not about not really about public safety. And that's absolutely true. Like when I hear about this stuff and I read um, Canadian, what are they, Doctors for Protection from Guns and a few of the other groups calling these gateway guns, like applying, implying that, you know, you're out with your buddies playing airsoft on Monday and Tuesday morning, you're down in Toronto gangbanging. Like it's, it's, it's a ridiculous argument. They're harmless. Like they're, they're not doing any harm. There's no problem with it. But I believe that it is really to stop anything to do with guns in Canada. Like it's to shut down, you know, quote unquote gun culture as being a problem, but it's, it's not actually a problem, Mm -hmm. but it looks good. And those big, those big policy issues, you know, poverty and mental health and inequality and all of those issues, the way people grow up, none of those make for a good 15 second soundbite on the news. Those are all generational problems and politicians never think beyond the next election. Agreed. So on the other hand, Donna is doing a lot to end poverty with her feed the needy and all sorts uh-huh. of other things. So Donna's <laughs> actually doing far more to end violence than the government is. <laughs> right there. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> we should do more of that than we should by banning things, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like it should yep. be adding to people rather than taking away, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's very, very strange that paintball and airsoft people are now getting into the fight against gun control of real steel guns. So that's really interesting. The good thing about this is it's pulled way more people into the fight. So mm-hmm. I, that's to me, that's great. Love it. Well, and also, you know what? I was talking to our MP and um, Terry Dowdle is his name. And he was uh, completely so thrilled about um, because there's this the, a certain age that um, people like 18 to 45 really is our target market for people that do these sports. And um, he was just thrilled that these people were getting involved 
um, because that tends to be not an age where people are that engaged in politics. So mm. he was like, this is amazing. Like, uh, it's so amazing that these people of this age are so engaged. So and, he's, act- um, he's actually hearing from people in those demographics, whereas normally he probably wouldn't. That's right. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I'm trying to get him out to actually play um, some paintball or airsoft and just see even our facility. Um, You know, COVID's making everything difficult. So that's Mm -hmm. all on hold. Mm -hmm. Bad timing. Very cool. Bad timing is not a good defense right now. Yeah, it's true. I think it's a perfect time to launch an offense, though, and that's why they did it. Yeah. So good timing for the other side. True. Now, let me tell you something else that's affecting us by this bill. Um, this bill, it's it's talks about, and I, f- I forget what the wording exactly is, but it talks about how you may not depict um, and promote violence against a person. So even if I'm allowed to continue uh, with airsoft and paintball, um, this may affect my advertising of it. I may not be able to... Um you know, talk about it on any kind of social media or do any kind of advertising or show anybody with a paintball gun. So it's another way that it might affect me. Hmm. Interesting. It was just kind of thrown on the end. It's like a small little thing on that. It's the very last thing on it. Yeah. We've talked about that one before because that, that is to address something that isn't actually a thing. (laughs) Like you never Ever, I've never seen a magazine ad in Canada that I would consider even like vaguely violent. Like it's it's the weirdest thing. I I don't know why they did that. I don't know, but maybe it's. I mean, it has to do more with the video games. I I don't know, but it would affect me if it's if that's true. If they go into that, then I'm you know how far does that go along? I really don't know. Yeah, a lot of these laws are are purposefully ambiguous, and uh, we get to find out by uh, taking it to court after we get charged afterwards. <laughs> Did yeah. we break the rules? Well, I don't know. I guess we have to right. take it to court, let a judge figure it out, and uh, spend a bunch of money in our defense, right? Yeah. Set a precedent. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of uh, that, that. I think that's why a lot of these laws are left as ambiguous because it gives them a. Uh, sense of flexibility on enforcement and uh, makes it a real pain in the ass for any of us to, to try to figure out what we can or can't do. Yeah. yeah. Well, people are still arguing about gum laws that were passed in the seventies about what they mean. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Doug Rodenbush asks if we have a bunker, he can just sit in and snipe from then. Uh, Donna has many, many bunkers. Doug, I you, have you, many bunkers. <laughs> you drive out here from Alberta, you can sit in a bunker all day, man. <laughs> so we have 70 acres and we are divided it into 14 fields. Now, I think that also includes our speedball field. So 13 are in the woods, I suppose. Um, yeah, and we're always always changing and upgrading today. Uh, we totally demolitioned this big kind of, it, it was comparable to an, like an extra long mobile home. Um, so we, it's, it was, it was old. We had used it, it came in from another field and we had repurposed it. And, uh, so anyways, so we had a lot of fun with that. Steve had a big digger and he went clawed down on it and tore it all down. And it's quite a fun day. And then we burned nice. it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just, for just for some of our listeners, what's speedball? So speedball is different than paintball, right? Yes. Okay. So there's two, there's, there's woods ball. And, and within Woodsball, there's, um, there's like 
Meg said, there's first strike, there's regular balls. There's kind of different variations of, of woods ball, but then you have speed ball and speed ball is, um, it's played on a smaller arena. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like a 20,000, well, less than that. It's, it's just like a lacrosse arena, I guess, kind of. So on that arena, there's all kinds of bunkers that are, there's a, a center line and it's mirrored and you play five on five. It is super fast. Like that horn goes and you've got to know where you're going, which bunker you're going to. And uh, the amount of paintballs that get shot is just outrageous. Is that the one so, with the inflatable like pyramids and that kind of thing? Yeah. That one's yes. like, it's consistent, right? It's uh, is, is woods ball like in the bush where you like, mm-hmm. you know, put the grass on top of you and like hide in a little, <laughs> That kind of thing, where speedball is like Jersey running, inflatable things, getting angles. Yep. And we get like I, I don't have yes. very much exposure to this. You, you know, you got it, you got it. <laughs> I'd say that was a pretty good, pretty good description. Okay. Yeah. Now, cool. Woodsball has like some variations. And you know, I've got one guy that comes with a monkey hat on, and some people, you know, carry a, you know, a knight's armor or whatever. Like it can, it can be that too. It can be kind mm-hmm. of larpish. Or it can be very like I have another guy that comes him and his brother and they're they're complete ghillie suit like they go into the woods and you've lost them. So um, there's different variations, but yes, woods ball is very much in the woods, and we have a lot of woods. We have like a very mature, rolling, um, sandy, sandy vegetated terrain, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous back there. Lots of animals. Yes. It is lovely. Cool. Yeah. And woods ball, you're mostly playing capture the flag or there's all sorts of games you can play too, right? You've got capture the flag. You've got double attack and defend where you're trying to get into your opponent's base and capture it. Sometimes it's just straight elimination. Sometimes it's go get something, retrieve something or escort somebody to the other base. All, all sorts of games you can play. Mm-hmm. Speedball is pretty much one game. <laughs> yes. Good everybody. But very competitive. Like yeah, it's a, super, super it's, competitive. Yeah, super competitive. So we have a speedball uh, team, and it consists, we have 30 of them in our camp, speedball camp, we call it. And um, so they play on, there's different divisions and for in regards to levels. So D6 is the beginner level, and it goes all the way up to um, D2, and then semi-pro, and then pro. So we have a D6, D5, D4, and D3. We have squads in all of those divisions. And um, so we travel around Ontario. There's an Ontario league that they play in. Um, they do quite well. And, and so uh, the last two years, our beginner division has come in first overall in, uh, in the league. And then in 2019, we went down to the World Cup down in Florida and competed with some uh, some teams down there, and and our we took two squads down. The wood squad didn't do so great, but the other squad they did pretty amazing. They came in fifteen out of fifty four or something. So oh, nice. Yeah, we we're pretty proud of them. But um, so yeah, so that's a whole nother kind of division of it. So we've got airsoft, we've got woods ball, and we've got speedball, and those will all be affected by Bill C twenty one. Well, maybe not speedball. I really hope it isn't, but. And I really hope the woods ball part of it, maybe maybe those replica guns that I mentioned earlier, Tiberius and the TMC, but I'm, I'm really hoping the rest get left alone. But we won't know. Yeah. 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 yeah we won't know until it happens. Yeah. Zan asked what information. I, Zan says, agreed that more attention needs to be on mental health. Absolutely. And then she said, what information did they base the bill on? Well, nothing. 
gathered a bunch <laughs> of information on the feels. Oh no, they gathered a bunch of information. They just didn't pay attention oh, to no. it when they actually they crafted the bill. Yeah, because That's like what, what they they performed a uh, a survey on users and they performed some consultation with experts as well. And um, we we talked about some of the information that that was unearthed as part of those. They they made a report of it. They just didn't follow any of it when they drafted the bill. They, yeah. I, I think, a, a lot of uh, government analysis work is they have something they want to do. They pay for analysis, and then they do the thing that they wanted to do, and all the rest but of it. But they matter. did analysis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and nowhere in that analysis did I see. Uh, we need to ban uh, replica paintball guns and replica airsoft guns. Didn't show up once, so I'm not like it. It, it must have been something that they just thought would get votes or or uh, would uh, be a priority for the people that vote for them. Yeah, the anti-gun groups like it, and the chiefs of police seem to be pushing for it as well, which is mm-hmm. odd because they said that we've got enough gun control, but it's, ban the toy it, guns. But if they sh- if they shoot some teenager and they find they find out that the teenager had an airsoft gun, that is worse than he had a machete. I had to shoot him. It, it's just it, because it, it, they, they're expected I'm, to have 2020 hindsight uh, uh, in, in the moment. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay if they shoot some kid that comes at them with a replica gun. I'm, I'm so I'm fine with that. Machete that's or just, the gun. It's, you know, that's natural causes. Uh, F around and find out. But, uh, yeah. um, you know, it's, that's, not, that's not where our society's at right now. No, bad press. It looks bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think about that. Somebody pointed that out to me. And I'm like, well, I mean, people have been shot by the cops carrying cell phones and wallets and nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the cops saw a shadow. Mm-hmm. Or what if I carve a gun out of a soap? Like, what's to stop me from doing that? You know, I've got, you know, stupid stuff like my training pistol that's just a blue piece of plastic. But which Old, you can't see. Um, Dave, I think you mean a prohibited replica. <laughs> Uh, I had to give my pal to get this. (laughs) They won't sell them to anyone without a pal, which was kind of, kind of cool. But yeah, like I can carve a gun. I can take a a stick and paint it black and it looks like a gun. Like what, like the, the logic behind it is that, well, we won't have this problem if we ban this thing, but I can literally make one in 30 seconds out of a stick. Mm -hmm. What about my finger under my shirt? Well, yeah. we're going to have to cut off your thumb. You cut my fingers off. <laughs> yep. No more thumbs, no more shirts either. Mm. All going to have to walk around naked with no thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> Might not have too many protesters about that if you start no more shirts. No. Well, I'm not going to hitchhike there. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Donna. Really appreciate you coming on. That was fantastic. Oh, this has been fun. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your website? Where can people find your awesome self and your business online? Ah, thank you. So we are at wasagaadventurepark.com, and we are in Wasaga Beach, which is the world's longest freshwater water beach. We are gorgeous. You should be coming out here in uh, the summer just to enjoy our town. And while you're there, come and enjoy all the fun at Wasaga Adventure Park. Absolutely. And what's the website? Uh, com. And are you on the Facebook and the Instagram and all that good stuff? We are. So we're under that. You can find us as Wasaga Adventure Park on both of those Instagram and Facebook. And then we also have another Facebook from our Wasaga Beach Paintball Adventure because we did that for so many years. I I hate to get rid of it because uh, Wasaga Beach Paintball Adventure is kind of known in the paintball world around the world. So we didn't want to get rid of that. So you can find us in all those spots. I have got to admit, I still call it Wasega Paintball. 
Well, it's hard to kill those old habits, say hey, Dave. And I'm old. I don't learn easily. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Donna. And uh, hope we'll see you at the field soon when you get added to the list and can reopen. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. Thank you so much, thanks. Donna. Thanks, guys. And thanks again to Donna for coming on and telling us how C21 is going to affect the Wasaga Adventure Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Donna. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on to listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wooden steel refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Has anything been happening on Facebook? Like we've been getting to uh, it. There, we've we've been getting to it. Yeah, yeah. Doug, uh, Doug did say if we can have self self sealing tires, we can have self sealing ducks. They are self sealing, but usually it's like fat and blood and organs that like seals them up after you shoot them, and it only works for a couple shots, and then they don't self seal anymore. <laughs> I, d- I don't. I don't think you should be using more than a few shots if you're planning on eating it, Adriel. <laughs> Even even one, they're terrible. <laughs> Mine duck, goose, not so much. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like we got Facebook there. Uh, emails, there's one from Cole here. Hi, Slamfire. I wanted to get your input on something. I'm having a friend from the U.S. mail me up a couple of gun parts I brought, an RMR plate adapter and a buttstock plate. In your experience, how should my fi- friend declare the contents? Is it best to be honest and declare them as gun parts, or is it better to write something more subtle? like adapter and end plate rather than risk the package being detained with customs. Thanks. And keep up the great content to Cole. Ah, you need an export permit. Yeah. And all advice on slam fire radios for entertainment purposes only. We're not lawyers and do not play them on podcasts. So please check with the border. (laughs) You need an export permit. Yeah. You need an export permit to get it out. Like to get it into Canada. Okay, cool. As soon as it gets here, it's fine. But you need to get it out of the country, and you might get your friend in trouble if that thing gets held up at the American side, and they find out he's shipping out guns without an export permit or gun parts without an export permit. My recommendation would be buy them from someplace like Brunel's or someplace that actually ships it, and then fill out your little bit of paperwork for them, and then call it a day. Yeah, we couldn't give any other advice on this show. Uh, an RMR end plate and a, a buttstock plate won't look at like anything. Um, but if they were ever found out to be gun parts, your friend would be in trouble. Yeah. I wonder if you'd like turn them into like little race cars or something like that <laughs> and then mail them across yeah, the border. You could, you could mm. repurpose them to Trevor. They're repurposed. Then, uh, they've Trevor been upcycled. They've been upcycled into cars, race yeah. cars, and they're now frames for race cars. They aren't those other things. And if you get them and you're like, you know what? I've decided they're not actually race cars. I just, no, I'm, I'm, this is an entertainment part. <laughs> this is not legal advice. <laughs> do, not, do not call Adriel looking for bail. Bail will not be provided. <laughs> yeah, is bail even like a thing that, in Canada? Man, do we just, have bail? I've been to jail. Yeah, I don't know bail. these things. I don't know these yeah. things. Yeah. Neither do I. But yeah. yeah, I had somebody call me looking for bail money at one time. So mm. I don't know. That's a good indication it's the wrong person to hang around. Or maybe they just made a mistake. Yeah, who knows? They made a mistake. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, be you're just you're you're just better not to. I mean, if you absolutely want to know, call Canada Revenue, well, Canada Revenue, Canada Border Services. Call them and ask them. Hey, look, I want to do this. Can I do it? And they'll tell you. And then phone so the Americans know. and do the same thing. And they're probably both the Canadian. Go the Canadians probably don't care. The Americans do. Uh, no new Patreonies this week, but if you want to join us out on that, go to patreon.com slash slamfire radio and, uh, help to support the show. Uh, Dave, do you got any shout outs? Uh, Zan, who is listening tonight, my wife. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. And, uh, thanks to Donna Langman, our guest for dropping on. That was uh, fantastic. Thank you, Donna. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Talking to someone who's a little bit outside the industry, but still connected and still affected by the, the same kind of stuff that we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely really cool. Um, finally, check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. Uh, give us a review on Facebook. Uh, join the CCFR. We'll see you next week. And good night, Kelly. Good night, Kelly. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.